and welcome to the World Class Podcast. This episode is the second one of two that we've produced to coincide with Mental Health Awareness Week. In this one, Georgina from the Student Experience Team here at the University of London discusses mental health with two of our current students, Tanya and Esther. Georgina is part of the team leading on mental health and well-being at the university. As a therapeutic practitioner, Georgina has eight years experience facilitating writing for well-being groups in mental health units, education settings, public libraries and alongside those with caring responsibilities. She's currently completing her final research year in an MSc in creative writing for therapeutic purposes. Tanya is a postgraduate law student based in Barbados and Esther is studying accounting and finance from Singapore. To start the conversation, Georgina asked Tanya and Esther what the phrase mental health means to them. So I'm Tanya. I'm currently studying on the postgraduate laws program. So I'm studying the master of laws and I'm from Barbados and I'm here now as well in Barbados. To me, when I hear, you know, the phrase mental health, I think about wellness of the psyche, wellness of the mind and, you know, ensuring that the mind is, you know, I want to say it's kept safe and secured. Hi everyone, I am Esther from Singapore and I'm currently in SIM Global Education in Singapore. I'm currently studying accountancy and finance and I'm working as an auditor full-time. I think mental health is about trying to maintain a balance and not being overly worked out um, especially when it comes to work and studies. I think that the feeling that you get when you are very balanced is that you do not tend to worry too much. You are generally very satisfied with your everyday life. And what does that look like for you? Like, How do you know when you're in a good place, when your psyche is, uh, is being looked after? Okay, um, for me, like, because normally I'm always jovial, always happy, <laughs> always laughing. <laughs> but um, for me, when I get stressed, it's the complete opposite. And to me, I mainly get stressed mentally as opposed to other forms of stress. Mm. So I know, like, I would get agitated. I would feel irritable. Um, I would even, like, try to, you know, be alone. Like, um, as people would say, seclude myself from others just to avoid, you know, any um, untoward behavior, if I may say. Um, but otherwise, and I can tell when I'm getting stressed as well, you know, I'll go from laughing to not laughing or from smiling to not smiling. And I would just feel irritable and I would feel like, you know, okay, I want to scream. Yeah. <laughs> so I can always tell when I'm getting a bit too worked up mentally. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you've got such a great level of self-awareness, you know, like you know how to tell, oh, I'm I'm not doing so great at the moment and this is how I know, like I'm not jovial, I'm not um, socialising as much and they're all like really relatable and common symptoms of being like really overstressed and that kind of thing. So yeah, like praise for your self-awareness. It's something that um, we could all do with really developing. It's true, and I'm glad you did mention that word because it's all about self-awareness. You have to know, first of all, who you are as a person and then appreciate, you know, when things are okay or when things are great, when things are bad. And when things are bad, you, you try to treat with them right away and not let them, you know, not think, okay, maybe it's a bad day, but I can get over it. 
because you may not get over it. So always treat with every mood, you know, as soon as you can. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, based on that, what do you do when you identify you're not in a good place? Okay, I try to do what makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's say I'm studying for an exam and I just feel really stressed. I love to sleep. (laughs) So that makes me happy. (laughs) So like once I'm at home, I'm going to close my books, close my laptop down and I'm going to get a nap. Mm. And um, to me as well, that's essential. I know sometimes you place too much emphasis on how long or how short you should nap. And Mm. that alone would add extra stress to you. So I don't set an alarm. I don't, you know, I just nap. Whether it is four hours, eight hours, yeah. whether it is half an hour, I just go and get my nap. And then when I wake up, I feel refreshed. I feel good to go again. Or um, if I'm not at home, I would tend to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And for me, because I love nature. <laughs> yeah. And I find that just being outside, just smelling the fresh air, it is, it does something for me. Um, for example, if I have to take, let's say I'm going um, downtown and I have mm. two routes to take, and one of them is to pass through a park or a gardens, or the other route is to walk on the main road. If I'm highly stressed out, I will choose option A. I will yeah. walk through that park, walk through the garden, just, and you know, very slowly, cool, casual walk, and you know, just seeing the trees, flowers, plants, that alone makes my mood lifted. And again, mm-hmm. smelling, you know, breathing in the fresh air. And, you know, whatever their flowers, their birds as well. <laughs> so, yeah, see the birds, you hear them chirping. So that alone makes me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm coming back down. <laughs> and for me as well, I like TV and I, I like music. So, but there are some days, like, on the average day, I couldn't watch anything on television. But if I'm, if I'm stressed out, no. It has to be something mm-hmm. that would make me laugh. Yeah. So I have to watch a comedy or a funny TV show because my aim is to, you know, get back down my stress level, not to increase it. Likewise, Mm -hmm. music, something mellow, something smoothing, something calm. And normally those work for me pretty fine. (laughs) Yeah. So they're sort of, they're things that tell your nervous system like everything is okay. So rather than watching like a really tense thriller or something, which (laughs) which gets, you know, the body quite worked up because we're naturally empathic beings so we we relate to things we connect to things it's why you know when we're watching tv and films and reading books we can really feel what the characters are going through because our 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 bodies our brains are um mirroring it you know so i totally get the if you're feeling really stressed maybe you know listen to something calming rather than something that's going to get your you know your blood pumping and what do you do to take care of your mental well-being while studying? So having that balance, you know, you've got you've got your life to live, you've got your studies to do. How how are you making sure that you get the time to look after yourself? And and what do you do? I think part of it is um, meeting new friends. So there are numerous activities that the school organizes, as well as. Um, through the student blog community. So all these are avenues to make new friends. And when you have new friends, you can find people who understand you better and have new common interests as well. So these will make the tougher times easier to get by as well. 
yeah okay so having people that you can talk to and are in a similar boat to you with balancing different things so for you it's the something that really helps your mental health is connection often in life there are many things that can be talked about and you just have to know who to be able to speak to that could provide you with the best advice yeah definitely finding people who speak the same language as you as in when I say language I mean emotional language like oh this person's really great to talk to when I'm stressed and this person's really great to talk to when I want to you know express lots of joy and things like that really there's this fun um period of time around last December one of my neighbors had uh went back to China her home country and she also she is also an auditor so it's not the it's not the most interesting when there are two auditors, but um, <laughs> while, while she was away, I took care of her cat. And um, because of her cat, we managed to exchange messages. And after that, we became closer, like closer, uh, even better than neighbors. So mm. we became close friends. And by Chinese New Year, we were working from home together when we can. We also make plans every week and we would like cook uh, cook at her house or go out to have meals together or explore new places. So that was quite interesting. It was something that I didn't expect, but I found that through meeting new people, you could, uh, you could gain much more uh, colors in your life as well. Mm. And I mean, we don't really expect when uh, most people hear from auditors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So again, it's, it goes down to me giving myself a reminder. Okay, mm. Tanya, this day has 24 hours. You may have lost five or eight from sleeping, <laughs> but you know, I'm up now. I'm going to start right now. So um, like I wouldn't, I don't normally do like, um, I don't normally put things on paper. So I have a mental, a mental um, plan in my mind. Okay, let's say I wake up at eight in the morning, eight to nine, breakfast, get ready, nine to 10. I know, okay, let's say I'm going to work. I will travel to work, let's say then 10 to four, I may use in some revision and go from there. And I'm gonna get a break, let's say four to five. You know, but I always have everything in my mental, you know, in my mind as to how I'm gonna go through each day. And it would all always at least put in an hour. So you can say an mm. hour for napping, an hour for eating, or maybe an hour to nap and eat. So yeah. eat in 10 minutes, <laughs> napping half an hour. <laughs> and then you go from there. And then as well, I always have an hour. Sometimes it takes two, but like mm. when my day is over in evening time, I have to then unwind. And mm. that is my time. So I try not to talk to anyone <laughs> during mm. that time. I would watch TV or play music, I mean, even read a book as well, revise, um, or even know, paint my nails, mm. do whatever. If I'm getting my nails done, I will use that hour to then go and get my nails done or get my hair done. But I always try to cater to at least sometime within each day, within you know those 24 hours, to still include what makes me happy and what makes me feel like, you know, okay, I've given myself self-care today. Yeah, so you've got the sort of a reward thing. So you think ahead, 
about your yes, day. Yes, I do. I do. You think, <laughs> yeah, you think ahead about your day and you say, okay, these are the times that I've got to do these things. So travel to work, you know, you embed that in, you embed your lunch breaks, dinner and things like that. And you also have the reward. Like, okay, great. I do these things in the day and then I get to lounge and paint my nails this evening or <laughs> I get to listen to nice music so you've got the balance haven't you of work life work play um yeah. which just sounds really valuable it sounds like it's quite useful for staying motivated definitely definitely because I know sometimes you can get so caught up in life that you forget to you know take care of yourself and take mm -hmm. care of, you know take care of what matters most to you which could be family pets they have pets as well I know they are lots of attention, you know, they love attention, <laughs> they love playtime, but yet I still find time to do all of that. Obviously, this past year with the pandemic has been really challenging for everyone. It continues to be really challenging um, in many countries all over the world. Could you tell us about your experience over the past year and any obstacles you've faced and how you've overcome them? I think one of the most major obstacles any student now face would be the shift to online learning. And uh, I think some I think some of us are not too familiar with the online tools that some of the teachers have been using. So it definitely takes some time to get adjusted to the new um, academic lifestyle is mm. quite untraditional compared to just paper and pen. And I think on top of that, because I got my job as an auditor about half a year ago, so it was quite taxing because there was also academic studies and it was not a very smooth transition over to uh, work life. Mm. I was really lucky that my managers have been very supportive. So they allowed me to have, for example, um, earlier knockoff timings when I have lessons so that I can get adequate timing uh, to rest well before I start on my school lessons because they see that uh, these would value add to the company later on as well. It's so great that you've got a supportive company and supportive managers that you're working with while you're trying to balance your studies and work. So how did you get that support? Did you go, like, did you speak to your manager and say, hey, I need, I need some more time here to do this and to do this at the same time? Because I'm just asking, I'm interested because I'm sure there'll be lots of other people who are working at the same time as studying and if you have any tips for how to get you know your company or your employer to support you then I think students would find that really helpful. Um, part of it was because when I first uh, commenced employment with the company I had a tax exam that was two weeks after after that so my manager um, my manager was quite understanding of the situation and I was the one who, I was the one who 
uh, talk to him about it. And I think on the other side of the story is also because he was my first manager and he had this habit of um, having a one-to-one -one session to know about his new team members as well. So that was how we managed to have a, we managed to come to a meeting point and we decided to talk about our current commitments and what what the new team members may face. Um, so everything was kind of like mapped out and we we could see uh, places to work on. And this was one of the places where we uh, we just took a step back and find out the place uh, where we could mutually agree on. So first of all, I would just say one word, chaotic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Total <laughs> chaos. Because yeah. uh, well, as, as you have heard me speak you know, for the past few minutes, my life is normally structured <laughs> and planned. Mm. So I, and that's you know, how I, I designed my life rather. Um, but last year was a bit different. So um, even though I am Barbadian, I would have been practicing as an attorney in Trinidad for the past four years. So mm. um, when COVID reached the Caribbean um, and they were, they being Trinidad, they were going to um, implement certain measures. I took that as a, you know, a chance to go back to Barbados. Mm. But everything would have been a bit sudden, a bit rushed. Yeah. So um, even though I returned to Barbados, most of my stuff would have been in Trinidad. So um, having to get my stuff then, you know, packed and shipped back to Barbados, it was a bit mentally chaotic because, you know, I had to try not to panic, but still have to, but still had hope that my things, you know, would return as I left them <laughs> in one yeah. piece and all in everything together, you know, nothing missing or what's not. So that to me was, you know, a bit stressful for me. And yeah. then also as well, um, whenever you turn to Barbados, um, like two weeks after my dog, she actually died. So oh. that too, yeah, that too was a bit, you know, traumatic in a sense. Because yeah, yeah so she was bad. unwell, but I didn't think she was going to die and so soon. Mm. So it was like, you know, a stream of a stream of back to back things, which to me, my life, which was once structured and, you know, planned, yeah. right? chaotic. Mm. So um, for me, I think like the world was fighting COVID, but I was fighting, you know, life and its issues. <laughs> as, yeah. as, as, as. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I really, well, yeah, I began to actually meditate last year. Because even though I heard about meditation, I was like, you know, no, not interested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> but I'm, I was actually advice to go on YouTube and look at the honest guys. So, you know, T-H-E, the honest, H-O-N-E-S-T, guys, G-U-Y-S. And uh, to this day, I still watch those videos if I feel <laughs> overwhelmed, um, stressed and what's not. So what advice then would you pass on to fellow students who are struggling at the moment or having a tough time or getting really, really overwhelmed with exam stress? And um, what advice would you give to them? I think one of, I think what we should remember is that we must be stronger than yesterday and we have to improve from um, past experience. 
So in my line of work, there were days that uh, it was tough because sometimes there wasn't much uh, guidance and you had to figure your way out. Mm. But if you have um, completed small tasks, and I think you should feel proud of yourself for being able to accomplish all these small tasks. So like in schoolwork, if... Mm. For example, you have finally understood one concept that you previously couldn't. Um, I think it is very much something to celebrate about. And you could treat yourself to perhaps your favorite slice of cake or something like something <laughs> small, but if it makes you happy, just do it. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I, I would tell, you know, everyone not to be too hard on yourselves mm. because that is the first thing we tend to do. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I should have read this before. I should be at this stage, you know, in my, let's say my studies, in my program. Just take a deep breath and do not be too hard on yourself because, you know, you can make it and you will make it. Um, if you ever feel too overwhelmed, like find what makes you happy. So whether that is um, having a, casual conversation with a friend, getting in your car, going for a drive, if you're, you know, in the tropics, <laughs> going to the beach, <laughs> whatever, you know, makes you happy, find mm. that and at least try to do that because that will change your entire mood. As simple as it seems, that would change your entire mood. And, you know, when we become so stressed out, we don't think logically. We don't. Mm. I mean, how, how can we? <laughs> so we need to try to take a pause, take a break, find what makes you happy, do that. And you would realize that your mind is now clear again. It's now free and you feel like a champion. You're like, okay, I'm ready for this exam. I'm ready mm -hmm. to study again. For example, you may have been reading a topic and you're so confused because you know you were too stressed to even think logically. You paused, took a break, did what made you feel happy and you came back, read again and you're like, okay, I now understand <laughs> what it was I read before. And not because I'm reading it twice, but because before my brain was too clogged up. I was too overworked, too stressed out. I wasn't thinking properly. I was just, you know, reading, but not understanding. And um, for me as well, I say outdoors. I mean, I know it's a bit difficult now because we're all wearing masks. And <laughs> outdoors mm -hmm. may as well be, you know, clothes in some countries, if I can use that phrase. But even if you can buy, like, an indoor plant and just have it there, just look at it. Because for me, some of, um, over the past year as well, I would have um, farmed a garden at home in Barbados. So I watched my plants go from seeds, you know, seeds into big, mm -hmm. tall, for example, big, tall sunflowers. And just watching them grow each week was amazing. It was exciting. It was, you know, made me mm -hmm. happy as well. You've spoken a bit about it. You know, nature's come up a couple of times. Could you just <laughs> tell us a bit more about how nature's impacted your well-being yeah nature is definitely one of the things that I turn to when I'm stressed so um I live in an apartment so right downstairs there is a swimming pool and often when I'm stressed I may just go down for a few laps mm. or there are actually also like um many parks nearby so when I'm stressed sometimes I may have uh, I may walk around like botanic gardens, um, immerse yourself in nature and just um, 
just focus on the present mm. instead of uh, keep thinking about all the negative thoughts. That's really good advice for yeah overall stress management. So you talked about like going for walks, going swimming. So do you find that um, doing something active helps you when you're stressed? Yes, I think it helps and it sort of cools your mind down a bit. And after that, you may be a bit more rational and not feeling and not let feelings override your rationality. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, physical activity, whether it's dancing in your room or going for a walk or swimming, you know, whatever it is, has been shown to help alleviate stress as well. It gets the, the nice feel good hormones going in your brain so it makes a lot of sense that that helps you when when you're stressed okay and nature too is something that is well I wouldn't say new now but um well I would have studied my LLB in England in Leicester at the Montford so prior to that um <laughs> plants and so forth to me they were pretty but you know I wasn't really into them <laughs> however um so like every May April coming up to exams I would get stressed out mentally stressed out as well and near to my uni there was um well there is a garden called castle gardens very very beautiful like very very pretty so I would always take my off day or my um few hours of another break and I would go into that park sit on a bench and I would just chill and you know I would just look at the beautiful flowers beautiful trees I would hear the birds chirping and you know that was just relaxing then even just smelling the freshness of the flowers and so forth that was great it was so great so good as well that you know things that you would have overlooked on your average day <laughs> you would mm-hmm. pay attention to so for example you know an ant just seeing like an ant crawl on the floor in the garden I would just observe you know how ants moved and how they seem to be <laughs> so carefree and unbothered <laughs> not stressed at all <laughs> even to watching the birds how they were just flying around chirping looking all looking easy and relaxed whereas as humans we were obviously ones who seemed to be <laughs> so tense and you know a bit uneasy and that would just make me really appreciate life appreciate nature appreciate everything Whenever I went back to my apartment, I was like, mm-hmm, I'm in a great mood. I can study for the rest of the week, yeah. <laughs> the day, whatever I feel. I feel so good. I really resonate with that feeling around nature and how it can teach, can teach you about yourself. Or well, I found that anyway, some various research studies, they've showed that um, a sense of awe about the world so you know being able to stop and look at a flower and, and look at how intricate it is and just being in complete awe of its beauty and that it exists or that the ant exists and that it's just yeah. <laughs> going about its day and <laughs> um, so being able to you know kind of, yeah really appreciate the planet that we're on and the world we're in um, can help put things into perspective can't it and it does, because I know for me, you know, as an island girl, yeah. <laughs> sometimes when I was in England and it was, you know, overcast, you felt, yeah, I felt like, okay, I mean, I feel happy, but I still don't feel as happy as I normally would. And it's like, okay, so the weather does have an impact on your mood. Um, but I would try to encourage everyone, you know, like, try not to make it too much of an, you know, of a bad impact, because, you know, 
it's something that you can't control. So for me, not going forward is that, okay, I can't control the weather, I can't control this, I can't control that. Yes, it does impact on my mood, but I'm going to try to still, you know, if I could go forward with, you know, a smile or a laugh because, you know, like you said, it won't last forever and I really can't control that. You know, it's not raining, it's not yeah. snowing or it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think there is another technique that I learned from from my from my neighbor, the auditor. So yeah. what she does when she's really stressed, she will turn on a cartoon that um that is humorous and mm -hmm. One that you don't really need to spend too much brain cells to understand. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in the short span of time, you feel like something is hilarious, something to laugh about. And even though it sounds silly, but indeed it makes like um, the, most the most stressful times easier to get by. No, it definitely does. Like laughter and, you know, that's another thing that's been shown to be really helpful for relieving feelings of stress is put on something that you can laugh at or a cute video and what it does is it it sort of again it activates like the feel-good hormones in your mind and it offers such a nice diversion doesn't it if you're if you're really stressed taking like a moment out to feel some kind of like joy and to enter a different headspace I think that um what everyone should bear in mind is that um, sometimes when people say um, you'll be better, but COVID, it may be a bit hard to persuade yourself that, you know, the that's better days lie ahead because every day it seems like there's so much going on throughout the world. So I think that um, if you have to cry at some time, mm. uh, you can just let out your emotions as well definitely if, yeah if you need a hearing um if you need someone to hear you out you can always approach your teachers in school or for ul we have the talk campus as well that is such a good point to make because you know being able to feel how you feel without feeling bad about it or you know and like you said a lot is going on in the world and you know, we've had a pandemic and there's been lots of other things as well as all the stuff that's going on in our personal lives. And I think it is really important to sort of emphasize that message of sometimes it's OK not to be OK. And yeah. it's all right if you exactly like you said, if you need a day to just cry. Like. Let yourself have that and you'll probably feel much better after you've had a good cry. Yeah, correct. And I think there is a quote that comes to mind. Um, it goes along the lines, um, some of the strongest people that we know are winning battles that uh, we know nothing about. So definitely, um, not everyone has rosy days every day. But it, it's, it's definitely good to sometimes maybe um, take a breather and I think one of the most useful things is writing your emotions down in a diary mm. so that sometimes after um sometimes after a long time when you re when you revisit you may feel like um that was actually something very small in hindsight 
mm. and you can feel proud that you have gotten over the incident. And I just want to remind everyone, you know, when it comes to mental health, we only have one mind. So just try hard, you know, to ensure that you can take care of your mental health and find ways that, you know, would make you happy so that you could, you know, ensure that your mind is always there. Because for me, the mind is, you know, is everything. When that goes, that is it to me. The whole body is ruled by the mind. So, yeah, just a final, final comment. It's a brilliant comment to, to end our time together. So thank you so much. Yeah, one mind, look after it. And it's what's going to help you succeed and flourish and get, get what you want from life. Thanks for listening. A reminder that students can access our mental health and wellbeing resources from the student portal at my.london.ac.uk. Okay.